It is my absolute pleasure to award the 2022 Common Medal to Charlie Cano from the Carnival. P. Cripps. Welcome to the Blue Pod. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duffy. Maddie, the dismay in May continued. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> this is good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And who do you want to be for this pod? Would you like to take the Matheson persona or Sayers? I feel like. You're going to One of us is going to force the other out of the Blue Pod? One of us is going to have a massive, yeah, <laughs> lose that shit. Oh, sorry, our rating might have gone out the window. Lose our marbles and the other person can try and say it's all good. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure you do if you're listening to this podcast, the board blow up that saw Craig Matheson resign today off the back of what was a pretty miserable game. Hey, Maddie. It was. It feels like it's been rinse and repeat for a month. It just occurred to me as we're doing the intro there. I made the intro uh, new for this year as a bit of a, I don't know, bit of a psych up, bit of a fun build up. On the presumption we're going to be winning some games and it'll be happy podcasting. And uh, it feels yeah. a bit silly playing that intro to the to the sad losses we're experiencing at the moment. Oh, we're going to have a grumpy listener. Someone, I uh, can't remember his name, tagged me and was like, it's time for that sound effect. The like, uh, brum, oh, brum, brum, oh, the brum, BNF brum, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sorry. We're giving you a shout out. Anyway, we won't just dive in willy nilly. We do a four quarter performance on the blue pod in the first quarter. We'll give our reactions to the game. Second quarter, we'll look at the players a bit closer. Third quarter, the coach's box quarter, where we look at things from that perspective. And in the fourth quarter, we open our angry, numb, disillusioned mailbag. <laughs> Shall we dive in, Matty? <laughs> All right. Carlton, 6-15-51, was defeated by Sydney Swans, 11-11-77. Just let's dwell on that, 6-15, yet again. Mm. Uh, goals, Motlop with two, Cottrell, Charlie Kerno, DeConning and Walsh with one apiece. No McKay in there. Disposal, Walsh 31, Doherty 25, Chera 24, Cottrell 23, Akers 22. Maddie, it feels like Groundhog Day, but do you have something new to say about what we saw on the weekend? Nope. <laughs> Pot <laughs> over. Right, All right, there, in, we'll see you next week. Hopefully get a win. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, it's becoming... It's becoming a little more dire every week and I feel like uh, yeah. another week or two of this and it's really going to be, you know, till it hits the fan. Uh, yeah. I feel like we're trotting out the same sort of game plan that doesn't work and the players aren't playing that well and it's all a terrible combination. It's a shocking combination. Um, lots to talk about with the reaction a little bit actually because we have had the blowout on the board with um, Matheson resigning over the weekend after that blow up with Sayers in the change room. I've heard tonight that um, SEN are reporting that Weedering went up to Sayers after the game and said, it's on the players, don't blame Voss, it's all on us, we're, you know, not playing well enough. Have oh. you heard that, Matty? Uh, actually, I heard Weedering came out. I didn't realise it was that's where it came from. I thought maybe it was in a post-game interview along those lines. Well, let's just dive in. This is probably part, part players, just, you know, coach's box. But okay. I, don't, I don't think that we're a million miles off what Voss is wanting us to do, right? Like I know yeah. players are out of touch, but and I, I know we talked about this sort of briefly, mainly over messages over the weekend, but uh, we have slowly gotten worse the longer Voss is in charge. Our best games were early on when he came in late and just told everyone to sort of pretty much play to their strengths and then the more he's tried to put his touch on the game plan or our team, the worse we have got. 
Also, on top mm. of that, last season, uh, Cripper won a Brownlow. Harry won a, yep. a Coleman medal. No, Charlie last season. Sorry, Charlie won a Coleman medal. Doc comes back from injury, has a great season. Hewitt that comes in as an awesome recruit, has a great season. Everyone has great seasons and we still didn't make finals with all that going our way. So, you know, and it's we also thought the team would get better through other people improving, but you sort of look back at it and go, well, they probably couldn't have played too much better last season with what Voss was asking them to do and we still didn't make it. And, and you look at the stats, every week we, we rail off the stats, we win possessions, we win contested possessions, we win clearances, we win inside 50s. And we're still not winning yeah. games. So makes me wonder, like, I know we're not playing. Some of the guys are definitely not playing some of their better footy. But I think also the way he's asking the ball to get moved into the forward line, just it's making life very difficult. It gets us a lot of shots, but it gets us hard shots and then pressure builds. And we know Harry is very fragile. He's a soft, soft-minded <laughs> human being in front of the goals at the moment. And, uh, poor Harry. Yeah, poor old has. Uh, and I don't think it's a coincidence that two weeks in a row, the best player on the ground for the other team's been the intercepting centre half back. We had Darcy Moore carve us up point, against Maddie. the Pies, and then we had Blakey play one of his best games. It best looked games like we, against. We're making all the intercepting defenders. We look make like them look so good because we just bomb it in relentlessly into terrible positions, and give, and we're just yeah. giving them every chance to run it out of there. It's so I'm. As much as we've been pro a bit more than usual, Maddie. <laughs> well, we had time to <laughs> – Malachi, we didn't record it straight after the game. But, no, we have been fairly yeah. um, positive and, and pro-Voss, but I think there comes a point where I thought Voss by now would have tried something a little bit. And I thought we saw a few different uh, mentalities in the Swans game. I noticed that we seemed to really be flying for marks as the defenders. Uh, McGovern, Kemp, Weeders all were going for it. But So there are definitely yeah. some – minor tweaks to what we're trying to do. But uh, here we are, lost six of the last seven. No one's playing well. Uh, can't get him up and going. Refuses to change the team up much. It's it's becoming a bit hard to defend him. Yeah, wow, interesting. You, um, yeah, you've come out with a bit bit more heat on him than we usually do. But I think it's fair enough because your, your point is even if we were playing his game style perfectly and we're not even that far off it would be scraping wins yeah and you're blaming his uh style and what he's instilled into the players for uh poor efficiency in the front half because you think we're getting bad looks on goal because the flip side of this to play devil's advocate is that we're winning all those stats we're doing everything right you know we should be winning games except and here's some stats for you our last 65 (laughs) shots of goals 65 shots of goals, We've uh, last 65 shots, sorry. We've got 21 goals, 29 points and 15 out of the full. And uh, to shout out to our listener, Tim W, and we'll get to his tweet uh, in the mailbag, but he has given us a stat and it's something like the, of, of um, the last 110 times we've gone inside 50, we've scored 13 goals. It's like a 13% efficiency or something. We'll get to the exact stat. But are you saying it's more on Vossi that we're getting these bad looks and the confidence is down and the players are down. It's not on, hey, if the forwards actually finished, the game style would be working. Definitely if the forwards finished, it wouldn't hurt. And I think we would have picked up a couple extra wins, but we want to impact finals apparently. So yeah, okay. let me put this a different way. So we've got good forwards. Harry, we've, he, let's just talk about him because it's an easy example of what I'm trying to make a point of. When do you yeah. think he is more likely to convert? When we've kicked two goals, 10, and we desperately need a goal or yeah. when we've kicked, I don't know, eight goals, three, and we're cruising. 
Yeah, obviously when we're cruising. Yeah, Although but we, then you're not sure. we don't get easy shots though. And I feel like unless we get off to a flyer, pressure just mounts so much on people having to convert. And we work so hard to to earn our shots on goal, especially when guys are missing, puts the pressure spreads to everyone. I think it just becomes like a pressure cooker. And I don't think it's just one game. I think this is a culmination of weeks of, of poor shooting at goal uh has led to this really terrible efficiency in the forward line we never get those open run into the goal squares the joe the goose over the top uh you know the the outnumbering and celebration in goal they're always they they tend to be always pack marks or scrunged goals or you know great crumbs under pressure it's never we don't generate those easy scores off turnover we score we do our have criticised our scores on turnover, but apparently we do t- score off turnover. But I don't think they doesn't look like it's it not the easy. Like yeah, it's not the easy shots, and it's partly I think also uh, due to our, and it's been well publicised our lack of running power. And at the time, it seemed like a genius stroke when Voss first came in. We put all our big big bodied midfielders, guys that were fringe like Kennedy, all of a sudden getting regular games, playing well, mind you, but regular games. Hewitt's been recruited. We've gone and got a bunch of people that play the same way as Crips in a way. Do you know what I mean? We've got all these big yeah. inside body. Lack of run. For years, all we've tried to do is compensate for Crips' lack of run. We've tra- we've had to run, you know, defenders out of the forward line to help cover for him. Eddie Betts talked about the fact that he pretty much had to have someone designated to cover Crips' defensive running because he couldn't do it when he used to play for Carlton. Uh, yeah, and now we've got not just Crips, we've got Kennedy, Hewitt, uh, at anyone else that rolls through the middle, that's that just doesn't have the aerobic capacity to run and keep up with other forwards. So we've not we've taken the problem, we've made it ten times worse. Is that on Fossey though? Is that on the recruiters? You know, is that the the list management? And we try. I guess we're such one trick ponies, and I guess this is why Boss needs to try something new because we try get Adam Saad to give us a run, but you tag Saadi, you get Crips out of the game. Carlton are easy to beat, like they, and they know. I think other teams know that we'll give them a chance. If you put pressure on us, we will fold. You will score against us, and we will go into this slow motion, stagnant, no run football. Yeah, I think you're. I think teams definitely feed us out pretty quick. So, if you prevent us scoring from center clearance mainly, not necessarily around the ground stoppage, because you're allowed to drop people back around the ground, but from center clearance when it's one-on-ones mm. and we've got Charlie and Harry and all our guys spaced out and all the work's been done for us and we get in quick, we're a great chance of scoring. But as a team, if you can nullify that against us, then we struggle to score. Uh, the Isaac yeah. Heaney uh, played against Crips in the midfield, doesn't normally play in the midfield, but they put him in there for his big body because that is the key. The key is to stop us from stop scoring from centre clearance. Yeah. Mm, I think you're right about this pressure cooker too, Maddie, and I don't know who's to blame, but the fact of the matter is there's so much pressure on everything we do now. The players aren't performing. Everyone's nervous. Harry's the perfect example, but the whole team just are devoid of confidence, which means devoid of flow, and it's, it is starting to get that pressure cooker environment. But I'm just sick of us being the team. Is this group to blame? Are they a group of oh, killers? Well, I feel like they're the same thing to T. We came out with a bang and then everyone sort of figured us out. And then once the wheels fell off with Teague in his second season, that was it. He got the chop, wasn't good enough, had no defensive game plan, and along comes Voss. Uh, I think start- Voss is a better leader, a better appointment. I seems would like better. to stick the fat with him. I do. And I, I do as well. Uh, but this list's time is sort of coming and it is, it's tough. It's like... Do you wait it out and hope it turns? It'd be it'd be such a shame to go a couple of years down the track with Voss and realize it was just a terrible idea 
Uh, but you don't know. There's you just that's one of the people get paid good money to make these decisions, don't they? Apparently, maybe you back him and it turns exactly. If our can start converting, and then you get some other preseason. Who knows? The thing that goes against Voss is it's a lot easier to replace Voss, just one man, as opposed to turn over a whole list. So that does work against him. But But uh, that's what Carlton does time and time again. And as Sayers came out and said his email to in his email to members, the time of Finger pointing and blaming one person is gone. They want to promote stability and unity. And he's a leader with presence. He's a competitor, as he says, um, as everyone says about him. He's, you know, got the chops to back it up. He was a fierce player. It's just maybe does he need some assistance around him with better strategic acumen? Yeah, maybe. I think they tried for that. You would have hoped he would have had a little bit more of that. Although head of coaching can or you know, head coach can be a bit more of a man management role nowadays in a tactical position. So I guess I could excuse them bringing someone in to help with the tactics. It's just, I feel like his philosophy is the way he wants to, us to go about. And look, sometimes defense leads to, to offense. It is definitely true. Sometimes having a, a very sound defensive game plan allows you scoring opportunities, but we're averaging 65 points this season. Uh, take away the, yeah. the North and West coast games. It's just not a winning score. The only thing that gave no, me comfort exactly. over the weekend score. is all the other upsets that happened over the weekend. I know. That was that Thank was about it. That. It was it wasn't a, it wasn't around for for the favourites. Although, yeah, I, I don't I don't care what we go in as favourites or underdogs. I just have no faith at the moment. Uh, we actually to talk about the game more specifically. We started okay. The pressure was okay, but the story of the night, as per usual, we have no ability to score. Charlie kicks it into the mark, albeit Motlop mopped that up and finished it. Always kicks it out in the fall. Harry gets that chance where Holland's kind of dribbled it to him and he's basically on the goal line and couldn't even score. Harry kicks it out on the fall. Charlie takes a mark on his back, amazing, but then can't finish directly in front. It's just these contagious yips where even though, as Voss said after the game, which everyone went bananas about, you know, he loved how he played for parts. I can see what he means. Our pressure, we started well, our pressure was okay, but we just cannot... Uh, score and also as you say the the issue isn't just the kicking it's the way it's going in there this vomiting I saw um a grab of Boyd hitting Harry lace out last week and it was just like hang on double take is that a cut <laughs> player being hit on the lead it is it is abysmal the way it's going in there um and when they so do go know, in Maddie, Harry dropped one Charlie hit him with a great kick and Harry dropped it pretty much yeah. hit him on the chest it, it yeah, it's exactly. a, a I don't know the game even though it was sort of tight. It just felt like another game where we played well for only a small period of the game and then just sort of held on for the other quarters. We're just And then we got decimated by injury, so there was no chance. Yeah, the injuries. That was it. cruel. That was that was pretty rough, the amount of injuries we But we topped. should have been in a position to win that game. We should have they I know it would were have been rolling an ugly out their win, B squad. <laughs> they were missing yeah, so many players. Exactly. But I think you're right now I think about it. Even if I think we should have won that game. I think it's more on the players that we lost that game than boss. I think how do we execute some pretty basic things? We should have won that game. But does this game style scare anyone or threaten anyone half decent at its best? Probably not. You're right. We might pick up a few more cheap wins at its best, but yeah. something's got to turn to actually do some damage. I think a defensive game plan pros, uh, cons- it's meant to be consistent and reliable and repeatable. The problem is we are consistently reliable and repeatedly losing. It's not producing wins. Uh, Whereas when we had Teague, you pull out an amazing win one week and then you just get smashed the next week. And 
I think it's fair to say in finals, you obviously can't lose a, a match unless you get that double chance in the top four. So you do need to have a game plan that is fairly repeatable and reliable. But it's, he hasn't, I don't think he's found that, and we've talked about it, but it definitely doesn't have that balance in the game plan. And sometimes you've got to develop parts of your game before you work on others. So maybe he wants the defense nice and sound before we finesse the offense. But uh, it's not, not doing much for us though, is it? Watching us just kick 65 points every week and lose by four or five goals. It's incredibly disheartening, and it's it's a slog being a Carlton supporter, Maddie. I saw um another stat doing the rounds. I, I'm just reeling these out. I trust that they're right when I see them, so <laughs> hopefully they are. But it is that since Gold Coast came into the league, so since about 2012, if you rate every team on wins and losses, guess where we sit on the ladder? Oh, probably right at the bottom, is it? 17th, only above Gold Coast. Yeah. So that's a decade of more than mediocrity. That's a decade of horrible that's a horrible appalling stat yeah when i jumped on social media post game just to sort of see what the vibe was out there it was overwhelmingly i don't enjoy watching the football this year as a card supporter yeah and i feel that way too like i normally am more emotionally invested one way or another getting riled up and when we were losing my husband's like oh you're right i'm like i just don't even care anymore this is predictable this is boring like i don't even want to watch it right now yeah i'm not even harboring hope that we're gonna you know, look like we could turn it on and have some floor goals. It is hard work to watch. Um, I don't know. It looks like the players aren't enjoying it. I think you said that to me, Maddie, in the text after the game. That's part of the problem. The players don't look like they're enjoying it at all out there and it's it's contagious for the fans. Yeah. It's the, the curse of being in a big Victorian club is when you're up and about, and things are going well, it's amazing. Everyone, You get a lot of love from the press and the fans. But mm. conversely, when you're not doing well, it's the exact opposite. You get a lot of a lot of negativity, and and that obviously weighs on people and magnifies some of the issues. Mm. I don't know how long we can repeat this cycle, though. Of sack the coach, breathe new air in, see if we peter out. But you're right. What if we stick the fat, waste this list? I don't know what the answer is, Matt. Neither I do think I. We Let's see the season out and judge it at the end. Um, All right, Luke. But it's not, it's not looking good. Well, you've taken the Matheson persona quite well, so someone had to. <laughs> All right, should we go second quarter and talk about the players? Uh, second quarter, we'll do a deep dive on the players. We'll start it all, as always, with naming our whipping boy and our boy, both quite self-explanatory. Whipping boy, someone who we didn't need to uh, rile up and get more from. Our boy, someone who we liked what they brought, but they might not make our best and fairest votes. Maddie, uh, Maddie Matheson, who's your <laughs> whipping boy? Uh, I think predictably, I don't know if I've done it yet before. I'm just going to give it to Harry just because he's super frustrating me. The yeah. So much talent. So, and we were watching the game and he took a mark on the wing, swung around and drilled a 40-meter pass, pass. I can't remember who he hit. Someone in the in yeah. the center of the ground on the chest, you know, perfect Beautiful. kick. And I messaged you and I was just like, there was a perfect kick from Harry. Although it was interesting. Did you see – have you seen Matthew Lloyd talk about his goal-kicking technique? As in Harry's? Yeah. No, but he'd be a good person to coach him. <laughs> it's very easy to uh, take a couple examples and freeze them and say this is the problem without looking at it every time. So I don't know if this is uh, the issue every time, but he, when he runs in, he doesn't run straight at goal, so he ends up kicking across his body a lot of the time. And then in the misses right. they showed, the ball pretty much went where his shoulders were facing because uh, he didn't like major strike. And so that was one. So he said one issue he has is he doesn't face the goals. He's always trying to kick across his body. And the second right. issue is as he comes in, he does these little like 
circular movements with the ball and yeah lloyd said the issue with that is sometimes you drop it from a little inside your leg sometimes you drop it from a little outside your leg it sort of depends where you are in that motion of little circular movements yeah and he holding says, the ball in yeah circles. and so then his foot chases the ball and if your foot's chasing the ball to the inside or the outside the you know that's where the kick's going to go so he sort of highlighted those as two major deficiencies kicking anyway well literally can we get him down to the club that sounds like sound observations that they looked good to me this. i was actually pretty impressed you know it's, as i said sometimes it's easy to pick out a couple of things on video and and uh and make it sound like that is the be all and end all but it looked like good reason to me but he is, uh, gee, what a great... Mental demons. Yeah. Uh, mirrors the Carlton team as a whole. Uh, all the talent yeah. in the world, all the package. At times looks a million bucks but just cannot re- do it repeatedly and reliably. Uh, yeah. And perhaps well, needs some better coaching. Well, repeatedly reliably miss. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Maddie, that's true. Harry Mackay voices barometer but he sums up our team right now, doesn't he? So, look, it's not very uh, imaginative but I've given it to him this week. No, I had him as mine too, but I uh, have written Harry, his sneak behind the fourth hall in brackets, but come at it from an empathetic perspective because, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel bad for the guy. Doesn't so do help I. With everyone heaping on him and you can tell, and this is part of the problem, it's in his eyes, the anxiety. And, it, I mean, he's, like you say, being at a big club like Carlton, if you're kicking goals, everyone loves you. If you're not, everyone's piling on and pretty not happy with you. So yeah, uh, you can see it on his face. Uh, I feel like there's a lot that needs work with his goal, goal kicking. Just he, uh, he must have a routine. But it certainly doesn't look like it. It looks like every time he doesn't have some really consistent routine that he goes back and does. He looks he does a little, a little like confused on what he's doing. Weird one-handed ball tossing. I think he has a little bit of a routine, but whatever he's doing is flawed, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. He looks... The anxiety is all over his eyes. Um, and we've said it before, he's almost too good in the sense that he gets a lot of it and gets a lot of shots on goals, but then he deflates the whole team. Yeah, it's such a conundrum. Yeah, and you can't drop him. He's too good to play in the VFL. It's he's so weird. Good. You almost just want him to play it's... as a permanent decoy. <laughs> Don't go near it, Harry, Honestly. unless you're about 80 metres from goal. In that case, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. It's just it's hard, though, because I think it is everyone's stressed. Everyone knows we need to win the pressure's on our shoulders. You're right. If we were eight golfs three and we came into a match, you know, three wins on the trot without any pressure, he might kick great. But that's not where we're at. We're kicking atrociously and we've had a streak of losses. And every time before he lines up, not just him, you can feel the weight of the whole team. If Harry goes back and starts slotting them, the goals that follow, have you still got me, by the way, because I look frozen to me. You are frozen, <laughs> but that's all right. Keep going. Okay. Well, let's hope it's all still working. Um, yeah, if you... Sorry, it's frozen just for a sneak behind everyone. I look really good in this frozen <laughs> Zoom window, passionately waving my hands around. Um, but, yeah, if he could just – if he could slot it, I feel like the rest of the team would get on his back and it's absolutely killing us. Um, his mental demons are wild and I feel really sorry for him. But, yeah, I had him down too. I mean, honourable mentions, there's a few in there. I thought Ed Kerno came on – early with Hewitt getting that concussion and just butchered the ball from where to go. Yeah, Ed is the sub again. I don't get it, but yeah. Neither do I. Um, I fear my computer might cut us out, but we'll keep going. until, until I'll let you know happens. if it's no good. All right. Um, until that happens, Maddie, who was your boy? I, I found this really hard this week. Uh, I'm just going to go for Kempi because back in the team after being given a, a week out and uh, yeah, Good on him for coming back in and, and having a fair hit out. 
and you liked what you saw? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I don't think he's he had uh, one one-on-one that he lost his feet yeah, on. Yeah, I, I know that was that was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I would like to see him get a sustained run, and I didn't have too many people to pick from, so I thought in, sort of tough putting him in, taking him out, putting him in. But I've just uh, I've just why not? I'm just on you know I'm just trying to get on board Team Camp, trying to build him up. Yeah, boy overall, so you got to give him some votes. Um, I've got Kemp with a question mark on my list. I really didn't know who to pick, Maddie. It was really, really hard to pick a boy. Yeah. I've gone for someone who I initially was not minding and then as the game wore on felt a little bit frustrated with. But possibly our number one ruck uh, if Pitto's injured. TDK is my boy this week. Oh, yeah. Um, That said, by the last quarter I wanted to kill him because he gave away about a 1,000 frees. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, um, wasn't doing well but there. But early on it was just, you know, when you haven't seen someone play, I think they often end up in our boy votes because you're like, oh, yeah, that's right, that's what you bring. And he went back and kicked truly, which in this team is, is a rarity. So Did he kick goal? That was nice to see. Had 13 yeah. touches, five hitouts. Just, you know, got a bit more involved around the ground, which is our, you know, gripe with Pitto. The grass is always greener, I suppose. Um and now that Pito's been signed long term, we'll see what happens with TDK. But yeah, just just giving him a shout out. I liked him back in the team, and um, I'm hearing that Pito has injured his hand. So oh really? Um, I hadn't heard that. Oh, that's yeah. another one. Gee, it was a bad week for injuries, wasn't it? It was a bad week. Just so as we're getting the list down to pretty much spot. zero, all we all we had was I think Philp and Williams pretty much sitting on it. Now we've got a whole heap of them. Yeah, we've got a real run of injuries now. Um, so let's talk about, let's start with the forward line. I think the forward line have let us down uh, desperately um, this week and they and not just Harry. I think Charlie let us down, always didn't kick truly. Uh, Smalls didn't offer a whole lot. I, I thought it was a pretty disappointing showing from that end of the ground. It Maybe is because going in there poorly, but I don't yeah, know. <laughs> the ball got in there and it's sort of funny. If you glance through, Motlock, 13 touches, two goals. Uh, I thought he was one of our better forwards. Yeah, Charlie, eighteen touches, um, you know, eleven marks. You're like, oh, that's you know, that's pretty impressive. Um, more, yeah, Harry obviously didn't have a good night. Only uh, eight touches and and three behinds plus the ones that didn't count. So not a great night from him. But um, yeah, yeah, oh, he's man, only the twelve, two tackles. Durden didn't really do much. Only the nine touches, two tackles. So probably a little a little quiet up front in general, but. Uh, another night where we didn't really get much from the midfield helping out forward either, did we? It's been when Cripps was having that Brownlow run, the, there seemed to be a real focus on mids kicking goals. That seems to have gone out the window ever. And that's something that we loved from Cripps early last year. He kicked like a goal a game, started to be a dead eye in front of goal. These are the things, like you say, year to year, we've, we're just performing so much more poorly. Like Cripps from a Brownlow medal year to not being able to score a goal and, and really not playing any scoreboard pressure i like the rest of the team no scoreboard pressure yeah um it's disappointing and we had we had to go to the midfield now we had kennedy running through that backline position again i hate saying that it just so makes no sense to me i don't know why they think he's a backman surely if you're going to play him somewhere it's forward but maybe yeah. he's maybe because they want him they see him as a you know small forward so he doesn't apply the the pressure but this this Persistence in playing Kennedy, uh, who eighty percent time on ground, only had the sixteen touches. Um, it just seems like a bizarre move, I and mean, it doesn't seem a, a good use of personnel to me. No, it's a shocking use of personnel. I just—he is what he is. If you want him in the team, it's so he can be that 
similar to Cripps, inside ball, and he played that that role really well, particularly when he came on as the sub in recent weeks. So I don't know why they're persisting with that. Um, to speak about more positives, I guess, from the game, I thought Walsh was good in yep. the middle, obviously one of our best. Yeah. Um, Cottrell loved Cottrell's game. Yeah, what, what a comeback he's game. come since returning from injury. I wasn't Honestly, sold necessarily. Yeah, VFL can be a bit easier, but he's been able to – pretty much maintain that same form into the game. He had 23 touches and a goal, 18 kicks, three tackles. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's really in career-best form, isn't he? He is. And just watching the way he goes about it, he was one of the players in a night where it was not fun to watch, as we spoke about. When he was around it, he was, you know, doing it for the fans out there, just cracking in, giving everything a red-hot go. Uh Okay, so apologies, Blue Crew. The, the computer did cut out of me, so I'm not exactly sure where I was in my praise of Cottrell Rand, but we'll keep on powering on. Yeah, I love saw, what he brought. While you're running it, uh, and he hasn't been as good as Holland's debut, but I remember when Cottrell started, he would run around and cover outrageous amounts of ground to pretty much no effect. And it was always just yeah. like, well, what running ability? But it's nice to see he's added, uh, he's obviously got great running patterns nowadays, and his skills aren't too bad either. That's all I wanted to no. throw in there. Yeah, he's great. I think a lock in the 22 for now. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, Doherty, another player. The players that I loved on the weekend were the players that you could tell were just giving it their all to get us over the line um, and really, really, yeah, playing for the jumper and trying to make something out of nothing. And I think Doherty, you can always count on him for that. He's always trying his butt off. And, Ultra consistent. Uh, I thought he had a good night too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Um, in terms of other midfielders, obviously Hewitt got subbed out early with that concussion and Kerno came in and, he was on my whipping boy list. Uh, surely <laughs> we'll come to it. It's you got to give Dow a run over him. It's starting to be ridiculous. That is a problem I'm having with the coach, to be honest. Can't be worse. And he's a young guy with more potential. So let's bring him in. Yeah, uh, I, and that I sounds agree. mean. Kerno's been a good servant, but it's just it's just time for a change. Definitely time. Um, let's just talk about the backline then. Uh, I think we should start with Weedering because um, we've given him a bit of a hard time this season, and I thought he had a great game. Yeah, he was he was back to looking a lot more, a lot more like his old self. It was good to see him flying for marks. There was definitely a thing in the back line to go for your marks, and I like to see that. And even his kicking seemed all right. Uh, not too Much many better. horrible, uh, awkward moments for him, which, which we've seen in the last yeah. few weeks. Thank God he gave Franklin a bath as well, which I always love to see. Franklin didn't get near it, <laughs> and yeah, use the ball. Much better. Can I spin the rumor mill more on the podcast today, Maddie? Yeah, spin away. We've got to go talk about something heard, else. Yeah, exactly. Have you heard the rumor that Weeders and Young aren't gelling? Oh, I hadn't. Gee, you're full of stuff I, I'm, 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 I'm full unaware of. of. Um, that could literally be a rumor. I have no idea where my, I've just read it somewhere. I don't even know where, but and it might be a total um, lie. But the rumor mill is that they're not gelling and without Young in the team, um, Weeders just happened to perform better. So there you go. Maybe that connection well, he had with Jonesy, he hasn't found it with Young. He is. Uh, he was back in the VFL, which did surprise me when they released the teams. Well, he might be back again with Pitto out. We might need some chop out in the ruck. But anyway, who knows if there's any truth to that? Probably not. But if there is, it would be interesting that Weeders played a, a much better game. Yep. I mean, he did have that really good connection with Jones, so it probably is, you know, the, hard shoes for Youngy to fill. Yeah, they played in a different style. As well. They're totally different players, Young and Jones. We and the way we were using Jones was just to back yourself, play this very aggressive uh, intercept uh, game, mm. whereas Young's not that player. Yeah, but he had good chemistry with Weedering and maybe it just hasn't built quite yet for Young and Weeders, although I thought it was coming along. So 
who knows? Um, you liked what Kemp did. What do you think of McGovern? Oh, I thought he, I thought he did good. Uh, I was pretty happy with him. I think he's having a pretty good year. Look, he's on the park. I know he hasn't had, he hasn't been on fire every game, but um, I think he's been handy. What do you, how did you see it? I agree. I had him on my list as an option for my boy. Um, I've got go okay. Like he's he's doing his thing. Obviously, the problem he's got is that he's on a contract that's ridiculous. So, if you're measuring him by that standard, no. you want more. But yeah. as a player that's on the park, he's not he's not our biggest problem. That's for sure. If he can have a healthy season, I think it's good for us in multiple ways. It's either great. This is what we we know we can get from him at his best, and this is so we'll know what his true value is rather than this, you know, whenever a player gets injured, there seems to be this hype on what their potential is and what they could be when they yeah. come back. So at least we know yeah. what McGovern's going to give us. Uh, and um, if someone else wants to pinch him and, and we get compensated from him playing a full season, looking better, that's not, you know, possibly not the worst outcome either, but um, yeah. yeah, he's, he's doing all right. It was fun. What about Sadi's game, Maddie? It seems like um, oh, he's, just he's not, not having yeah. the same year, is he? I, I have to watch next time. Is he getting? I don't know if he's just getting. Is he getting tagged that hard out of it? Or we I just... thought he. I thought he did. I didn't. I need to watch again. And trust me, it's not a game I've watched twice. But <laughs> it seems that if the opposition puts a bit of time into him, he, this could be a really harsh call because I haven't rewatched it. But does he get a bit lazy and just not run as hard and create as much if he's getting tagged? I don't feel like we give it to him either and you don't want to just give it to someone for the sake of giving it to them especially if he's on, he's a strong left footer so you don't want to give him when he's on his right or something like that but uh he's 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 got great run he's got great carry he uses the ball well i'm surprised we don't set up plays for him or just use him a bit more yeah you'd think that we'd be trying to but it just seems if he gets tagged then we don't find a way around it particularly yeah, yeah. kind of like the crips problem really it is a bit yeah what about Cripps' game? We haven't really talked about it. He's he's having a, a bit of a slump, isn't he? Yep, he got the the hard tag. It was struggle town for him. I mean, he did hurt his ankle in the last quarter, but up until then he'd only had the, the 19 touches, nine kicks. He managed to lay the six tackles. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's nowhere near the level he was last year, and that was a ridiculously high level. So you can't be held to that Probably every way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he managed five clearances, but, I mean, I, I've – feel a bit mean because I've had a bit of a dig at him over the previous weeks. Not necessarily a dig, but he's just – he's really only got one one aspect to his game and that is clearance and uh, and the rest is is not is not much help. He doesn't, doesn't really run. He doesn't really have a great overhead mark for someone his size and this year his goal kicking's dropped off as well. And yeah. So he's – you know, it's a harsh ex- expectation for him to get 30 and 10 clearances every week but essentially if – He's, he's almost got to do that, doesn't he? It's it's a tricky one. Yeah. It's, it, he really needs a, I don't know. I don't know what they get. It's, it's a tough one. I, and especially with, yeah, with the midfield we've got around him, it's, it's, uh, it's a funny one. We spent, as I said, we spent years trying to get more run around him to compensate for him. And then this year we have done the opposite and it sort of just exposed him. But yeah, it just, he's not having the impact and he seems to be too easy to nullify. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a tough one. No, I agree. Exactly. He is too easy to nullify. And that's the key to one of the keys to beating us. There's about three things you need to do and nullify Crips. And that seems very achievable this year. Speaking of players that were, I guess, meant to give run, and he has had a good year. Uh, Chera, what did you make of his game, Matty? Um, yeah, I thought Chera wasn't too bad, actually. I, I liked, I thought Chera had a, had a pretty pretty decent game. I mean, not quite to his lofty standards that he'd set uh, about two weeks ago. And he was pretty flat 
was it last week where he was no good or the week before that where he played on the halfback yeah. line and just got none of it? Week um, before. Yeah, look, 24 touches. Um, he had seven tackles. He had it that was... big tackle in the first quarter. Um, he ran down and got a holding the ball. I, I, I liked what he did. He tried to create pressure. Should give Hollands a shout-out in that respect as well. Obviously he got injured, but he was buzzing around desperately trying to lay some tackles and, and mm. the pressure was good initially. So I liked that from Chera. I liked that from Hollands. Not Chera's best game of the year, but he's he's had a really consistent year, which is yeah. more than most of the rest of the team can say for themselves. He managed to get the five clearances. So our, our clearance winners were five Crips, five Chera, four Cottrell, four Walsh, three Pitto. Oh, he's always had three clearances. Um, yeah, so look, not a bad game, but uh, after what I saw earlier in the year, I'd just love to see him be able to get to that that level a bit more consistently, a bit more often than than what he has. He sort of seems as these little tiny purple patches and then fade away a little. It'd be nice if he could sort of take that that step up to uh to elite, uh, yeah, closer to an elite milled fielder rather than a very good midfielder would be nice. It would be nice. Speaking of our elite midfielders who haven't quite been at that level. We mentioned Walsh, but I think we should dwell on his game a bit more because I think he was one of our best. What do you think, Matty? Oh, I think he was, yeah, probably our best on field with his 31. He got a goal. Um, he was yeah. kicking the ball this week. I think last week he had a lot of handballs maybe. I don't think he got many meters. What's games. his uh, efficiency this week, Matty? Ooh, I was just flipping pages as you were talking to me. His efficiency was at 77%, which is pretty good. That's, that's pretty up there. Yeah. It's no doc who was running Much at 96. But, yeah, that's pretty good, especially considering the position he plays. Um, yeah, and he had he got clearances. He got ball. He got a lot, fair few touches of the ball. Um, yeah, he's doing it all, and yeah, he'll only get better as the season goes on. He's, yeah, coming back from a back injury is, is rough. So um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about Acres' efficiency? Um, uh, we haven't really talked about him. I thought he was nothing special and not terrible, but I'd just be yeah. curious based on previous butcherings where his efficiency was. Two goal assists, six score involvements. Um, with four clangers from old uh, acres, but his actual efficiency rating was seven, 72, goals. which isn't, which isn't That's terrible. Two him. tackles, 11 kicks, 22 touches. Um, not, not too bad, actually. Not too bad. All right. Should we do our best and fairest voice, Maddie? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, for the Blue Pod BNF, Maddie and I get 10 votes apiece. We have to cast all 10. No one player can get more than five. Maddie, who have you got in your votes this week? Uh, I felt, felt, felt like these boats were a bit boring, but also found it a bit tricky. But I've just gone, I'm just going to rattle them off here. I've gone uh, three Walsh, and I thought he was our best, so yep. he was the only one I gave three to. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave two to Doc, and a good game from yep. Doc. Two to Charlie, and I know he missed a lot of chances, but... Oh, okay. um, he doesn't do that too often, and he still had a. He was getting a getting a heap of the ball, and just sort of the dominant forward without putting it on the board. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I gave one to Weeders, one to McGovern, one to Cotters. Interesting. We've gone differently this week for once, um, but I don't mind that. I'm um, Miffy on Charlie. I feel like he could have. I know. I felt too was probably open. a touch generous, but he's yeah. a bit generous. But that's all right. We'll let it go. Um, I've been a bit generous with some of mine too. I gave Walsh three as well, but I also gave Cottrell three. Oh, you gave him a three. Nice one. Yeah, I went hard on Cottrell. I really thought he was equally our best with Walshy, actually. Uh, And then I've given Waiters two for his job on Franklin and really good to see him back in some form and Doherty two as well for all the reasons we've discussed. I'll post a leaderboard on our socials, the.bluepod on Instagram and the Bluepod on Twitter 
and we'll see who's leading the way. Pretty sure it'll still be Charlie up up front, especially with your generous two, though, Manny. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I got some money on him to win the blue pod BNF. So yeah, clearly, yeah, it's a close, <laughs> highly contested market. That one. <laughs> All right, let's get to the third quarter and go, coaches box. All right, we've already kind of alluded to some of the things in this quarter, but let's start with talking about the selection um, for this game. We had TDK and Kemp come in. Interestingly, Young and Sauce um, got dropped and then Kerner was the sub. What did you mm. think, Matty, of uh, Young and Sauce? I thought Young was a bit unexpected. Young, definitely unexpected. Sauce I could sort of see coming, especially with his struggles as the backup rock. And uh, he was sort of not killing – he sort of have the issue Tom DeConning has for us. Wasn't doing well enough as a forward, wasn't doing well enough in the rock. So that didn't entirely surprise me. But Young was a was a surprise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, maybe – be fascinating if your little uh, rumor mill that you're spreading is true or not, or whether you're just um, fanning the flames <laughs> of some just, false information. Yeah, exactly. But uh, hey, look, I'm going to buy into it because why not? It's juicy, and we've got nothing better to talk uh, about. Uh, exactly, we're all miserable. We need something. Yeah, back to the VFL. <laughs> that's good news. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he'll be back this week. And um, look, who knows if that's true or not? But if it is true, I hope that they can build some chemistry and gel together because. You need your two backs to have that, uh, your two key pillars to have that trust between them. Um, but, yeah, it was surprising to see him out, but I dare say he'll be straight back in if Pido's um, got the hand. You reckon young, I don't think Young will be back in. Really? I thought he would be to pinch hit in the ruck. No, what I reckon I'll bring, do? maybe Sauce. Sauce played in defence and apparently did well. So You reckon <laughs> they'll bring Sauce in to pinch hit with TDK? Yep. Okay, fascinating. We'll see who's right. We'll talk about next week's selection at the end, but before we Although, do... Although, having said that, sorry, I'm just thinking we're playing Melbourne yeah. and they've got two rucks, so you might be right. But anyway. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, I forgot. For just a split second, I forgot we had Melbourne. Let the joy continue. <laughs> and earlier in the year, I would have been like, Friday night match against Melbourne. Can't wait. Um, God, now I'm just filled with dread. Um Give us the team stats. I don't even know if I want to hear them because, look, no. let's guess. We I mean, had more disposals. And we more didn't, but it was all really close. Game. So we won the inside 50s, 59, 52. So we'll plus seven on that. Uh, won the free kick count, eight in the 13. Go us. Won the hit outs, won the clearances, 37, 31. We lost the center clearances, 13 to seven, though, but we won the rest of the ground clearances, 30 to 18. Um, Contested, uncontested, turnovers, all very similar. Interestingly, our heat map wasn't a terrible heat map for once, just looking at that. It was also a spread through the That's middle of the good. ground, which is interesting. Uh, marks inside 50 equal. Contested marks pretty much equal. It was just the stats down the thing, down the line, that's all very similar. They out-tackled us slightly. We had more tackles in forward 50. Um, one percenters is interesting. They had 54 to our 40. That's things like, you know, blocks, spoils. Yeah. Um, down on that. So maybe not working for each other as hard. But other than that, the stats, as always, uh, very similar to our opposition. Um, just the, the goal kicking obviously hurts us as well. But, mm. And the skill execution. Did you see, again, just hitting you with all my little info and tidbits? Yeah. Gibbsy came out saying that he's finally frustrated that uh, decision-making and skill execution is far below AFL level. If anyone puts pressure on Carlton, they give it straight back to you, and that's known competition-wide. They get a lot of the ball, but they don't know what to do with it. Gibbsy? Yeah, Gibbsy. Uh, even, Fev he's came, man. even Fev came out and had a bit of a – yeah, he's on the radio What's anyway. Uh, reckons we're not predictable enough to each other, I think was his criticism as well. So all the uh, ex-players hey, are coming out of the woodwork. 
talk about spinning the room mill. He also said we put in a call to Hardwick, which I think is a load of crap. Why would Fev come out and why would Fev oh. know that? I, re- I reckon they would have put in a call to Hardwick though. Do you really? Yeah, just to, I, I think a lot of clubs would have. Just to test the waters. Well, okay, so what happens if we lose the next six, right, and, yeah. and Hardwick is looking to coach next season and then we'd never made contact with Hardwick and he was already well down the path with another club, you'd be shooting it. You'd be very disappointed in yourself. So I think you just sort of say to him like. I hate that though. You come out saying unity, unity, unity. Let me just draft my email and President Luke says, unity, finger pointing's done, Vossi's our man. Just oh, hey, Hardwick. <laughs> just drafting an email. Just How a hypothetical, doing, mate. mate a hypothetical. Yeah. So probably not going to happen because Voss is our man, and and we're going to turn it round. Yeah. But just say he didn't. Just say he didn't. Yeah, exactly. And there was a spot available. <laughs> how do you feel about Carlton? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think that's literally how the email would go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um. Anyway, yeah. All the former players coming out, sticking the boot in. Um. What do you think of Voss's presser this week, Maddie? Loved aspects of our game, just need to finish. Couldn't bring myself to watch it, actually, to be honest. So yeah, can't tell enough. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was he steely like he was the previous week? Was he angry? No, no he was back no, to happy Voss, was, was he? He wasn't happy either. He was just kind of like, it's not good enough, but, you know, I'll tell you what I said to the players. I loved aspects of our game. That first half was one of the best first halves we've had. And that's the frustrating thing because we're watching that going, we hate what we're watching. This is depressing even if we were winning. And he was obviously happy with it, just disappointed that we didn't finish. Yeah, but is that first half sustainable? Crazy pressure, uh, you know. Yeah, it was. Manic sort of football. And sure, it's, it's that style is always good. But uh, Saint, I've used St. Kilda example a few times. Early in the season with uh, Ross, especially against us, he gets, he gets his teams to play that style. And I think generally speaking, uh, it's hard to sustain because as soon as you're not winning mm. – players stop buying into it and then as soon as they stop buying into it you just never win using that style it really yeah it really it's it, it's style that works with with momentum um yeah, yeah. anyway mm. no it's interesting but it did look like it's interesting because they did look to me like the boys came out you know there's been a big week say has had sent that email in between oh, i think the i think they would have all got together and said let's go up there let's smash sydney Get the press of our back for a week. Let's try. I'm sure they want to try turn it around. Like this, you know, every, oh, every team wants to win. And I know, it, but sometimes you think the players aren't playing for the code. For us, I thought there was effort. I thought we came out giving it a crack, but we just couldn't do it. Like, what's wrong with our team? We can't score in a football game. It's like below AFL standards. Don't generate <laughs> easy times. opportunities. It's all and look. Okay, some of them are, are definitely gettable, but. Hey, wouldn't it be nice? We do generate some easy opportunities. There were some real gimmies there. Yeah. Uh, there's just, yeah, there are some. I know. It's just, the, I don't know, maybe it's just the biased view, but I just, the amount of times you watch other teams just slide right through our defense, run right through, multiple options going mm. inside 50, hits one up, and sometimes they even have to go back. Sometimes they just walk it in and kick a goal. I can't even remember the last time I saw a goal like that from us. I know. It's just we sound like a broken record. It's far too much hard work to get a goal on the board. So, yeah. And we're never going to win games scoring whatever it is, 60 points a game. Um, I think we've done the coach's box already. So yeah. let's just talk about the changes for um, this week's game against Melbourne. So injuries that we've got and players that might we might be without. Hollands is out. Um, he, he's going to be out for some time apparently. Suspected AC joint. I'm not sure what they confirmed. Yeah, definitely like a sore new- shoulder. Yep, Newman with a hamstring strain. Hewitt's going to be out with concussion. I think Cripps will be okay. 
but he had a sore ankle. Pitto apparently getting a scan on his hand today and Chera potentially suspended, although uh, legal eagles who our mm-hmm. team could take a leaf out of uh, their book, um, they're having a ripper form, ripper season. Yeah, they've challenged <laughs> are challenging it. that tonight. Yeah. I don't know if they'll win that one though, Maddie. but, you know, every, yeah. team, every great team has to drop a game occasionally. Looking at it, I don't think he'll get off. I don't think it was a, a horrible tackle, but he does sort of drag him down. His head flings and hits the turf and it's the exact motion. It's, the, thing, the only thing that annoys me about this is the it's all um, – it's all uh, when they suspend players for tackles. It's all about what happened. It's not about the technique. It's so as soon as a guy hits his head in a tackle, it's you know he's pretty much going to get a, yeah, a one match suspension. Yeah, it's about the outcome. Yeah, that's that's it. Thank process. you. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, no, exactly. So the way the AFL's been going about that, I'd be I'd be absolutely shocked. I also think they probably want to give our legal team one swipe. So, <laughs> so I don't think so. That's Holland, Newman, Hewitt, Chera, Pittenet, and Cripps maybe as well. So. Time for some changes. And you and I were texting after the game. We were like, you know what? The injuries don't even bother us. Maybe we need to. I'm get looking some forward to it. Into yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe force Voss to do something else. It will force us to give a bit of a mix up. So, how many midfielders are we going to be down? We're going to be down Hewitt, Hollands, and Chera. Chera, possibly. So, there's three three spots. Chera's a bit of a blow. I would rather not lose Chera. Uh, of course. You got Kennedy to come in and take um, Hewitt's Kennedy. spot, essentially. Yeah, because he's been, oh, you know, from stopped. the from the back. He'll get, get, <laughs> get full time midfield now. Uh, they, that's probably why they won't bring in Dow. And then um, Dow should come in. It's absolutely ridiculous if he doesn't come in. Like this is the time. So it'll be. You think it'd be Lockie or Bins? Really? Fish. Ah, uh, Fish played a really good game. Yeah, forty disposals. I think tore it up. Yeah, it's hard not to bring him in. Then I was getting excited about Wheelie Bins coming in, but that's all right. Uh, all right, yeah, you're probably right. Fish will probably get that spot. Although Fish is not. Yeah, he does push up onto the wing a little. Yeah, you know, you probably put him in the midfield. I don't know. Go f- do that instead. Yeah, try something. Get some. Get some run going. So what have we got? We're going. Um, who's replacing Holland's uh, Fish? Yeah, Fish. Newman Chincotta. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Hewitt, you think Kennedy just moves through so then someone's got to take that spot down back for him? We've already got Kemp in there. Sauce, Sauce, could, uh, Sauce could play in defence. Yeah, well, if he played well in defence uh, on the weekend, you never know. Yeah. Um, and then if Pitto's got this sort of hand, Here, then... Here's another idea, which won't happen, but... I- Tell me what you think about Let's this. TDK, number one ruck. Yep. Backup ruck around the ground on, on, around the ground only, Crips. Harry. Oh, Crips. Yeah. He, Is that risking our best player getting bashed and bruised? And only Not in the centre bounce. But he's a big boy. He's just as big as the, the ruck half the time. Don't have to worry about the ruck running off him. So let him contest the the ball ups and throw ins, and let uh, TDK do the rest of the rest of the centre bounce work and the rest of the work. No, we'll see. I think Young will come in, and we will see the same old. <laughs> yeah, we will. I know it never happened. I was just thinking before we we're talking about Crips sort of not having another role. But hey, look, at least that gives yeah. gives some. You can't tag him if he's in the ruck, or it's hard to, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Do you think anyone gets dropped? I mean, we've got so many injuries. I'm looking at like uh, there oh. were so many players that played poorly. That Kerno, I think, didn't have a great great innings as the sub, and I don't like him as the sub. Why do we go for this? Yeah, I hate same, that. He might yeah. even come in. So the guys that played well in the reserves were Fisher, Dow, Bins, Sauce, 
Uh, I feel like there's someone I'm missing. Fisher, if I didn't say that. I think they were probably the standouts, yeah. weren't they? I heard that Alex Murkov had some. Did oh, no, we're not bringing we're him no, in. No, no, we're not bringing Murkov in. Um, just, just saying, he played well apparently. Yeah, he's a long, long, long-term project. That guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think we'll just be covering injuries. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think with that amount of injuries, we'll be struggling to drop people on form. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that Newman's gone down. I'm, I, yeah. Although we're excited to see a new look team, he's been having a great. Yeah, I think Hollins is ready for a rest. Hewitt hasn't been back to great form. Terror's a loss. Anyway, we'll see what happens. To be honest, Maddie, I don't even know at this point what to expect. <laughs> it could be, could be disastrous. Could be a miracle. Should we open the mailbag? Why not? Jump into the fourth quarter. All right, give us a follow on our socials, the Blue Pod on Twitter and the dot Blue Pod on Instagram, and we put a call out for your questions after each match. And I should say we're sorry we're a day late on the pod. Um, look, we had all weekend to record it, so we don't really have an excuse except for we were too depressed to do it on the weekend. Then we had commitments last yes. night, so some of us were working. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> some of us actually have to go into work. Not myself. Um, <laughs> let me. Find our Instagram questions for you, Maddie. We got a fair few this week, so I'll pick the best of the bunch. Um, here's a good one from Flicker Loves. Where do we go from here? Yeah, probably down. <laughs> down the ladder. <laughs> so if you've come here for optimism, that's not the... Uh, uh, I'm still hoping, the same thing I think we've been hoping for the last month, that one of these losses is going to force Voss into, into trying something a bit more adventurous. That's what I'm hoping for. And yeah, Crips into yeah. the ruck. That's where we go from here apparently. On a similar note, we've been asked if we have any TV or um, recommendations or movie recommendations if people want to stop watching the footy. Um, I hear Succession's great but I haven't really been able to get into it. Yeah, watching a little bit. Uh, if you're into something a little bit wilderness-based, Alone, and I don't recommend the Aussie series because that was pretty embarrassing, but the American series of Alone are very interesting. I've heard that's very good. Ted Lasso as well if you want some feel-good football stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we need a, we need Nathan Shelley to come in and be Bossy's right hand man, a wonder kid. <laughs> All right, Motlop second. Sorry, this is from uh, Falopi. Sorry, I'm sure I've got that wrong. Motlop's second efforts are non-existent. Too many times he just stops running. What do you think? I oh, know I thought Motlop was okay. Well, it's um, okay, but I do agree. He's uh, he goes hard once, and his repeat repeat sprints is is poor. Uh, but is is his second season? Is, is Mollas in his second yeah, season? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you go give the kid a break, I think. But I do agree. I I noticed that as well. There's a lot of times where he'll chase and then just that's it. He, he's Stop. done. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, as you say, a, a green newbie thing. But, but yeah, he's he's got the X Factor Motlop, which some of our forwards do not. So I, I'm all about him. Lots of comments like this. But Demona, I'll pick yours, says, Harry has mad soul demons. I haven't seen anything like it, to be honest. Um, yes, we agree. Yeah, just having a quick think. I'm trying to think of the last time we had a forward that was this. Uh, it's Travis Cloak vibes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad, isn't it? It's really bad, and it, as we've talked about, it's I think it's really affecting the team. I think if Harry could find some form, the team would find some form, to be honest. Yeah, and also um, give a bit of confidence in moving the ball with a bit of pace when you know Harry's going to take a big mark and kick yeah, a goal. Clunk it and kick a goal, exactly. Nathan Rogerson says, we either bomb it into the 50 or kick ourselves out of the game. It's very disheartening. Walsh had a great game, though. I think we agree with all of that. Yeah. All right. Do we like heart from Demona Spland? What do you think, Maddie? Do we like heart? Uh, 
I think I think I think more of the issue is we lack smart um, some from some of our players at times. I think it hurts us more than than heart. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I question our players' effort. I know, and that's a bit uh, of a line that's been reeled out a few times by Vossi. But I think, I think they're genuinely trying. I, you know, when you're running uphill on a slippery slope, it's it's hard work. Yeah, precisely, Maddie. All right, Twitter questions. We've got a few here, so I'll, I'll we'll do a rapid fire. All right. All right. Mark DT, is our poor transition offense and defense an issue of pace? We don't have any mids with genuine speed. Bins, Fogg, Fisher, Chincotta, and even Dow would bring more speed than our current mids. What's your answer, Matty? <laughs> yes, it is an issue. It is an issue. We should bring them in. You and Morton, can't imagine winning our next two, but what happens if we lose the two after that? They know we're gettable. What happens if we lose the next two after that? What is in lose yeah. the next four? Yeah, that's that's the question. That would be 10 out of the last 11. I think uh, we'd might be looking for some new coaching staff. Another call to Hardwick, you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the problem. Teams do know we're gettable now. Teams go in thinking we, oh, we have all, a chance. It's, they've always known we're gettable. Um, it's true. Uh, they, 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 don't, they know we're coming can be rebranded to they know we're gettable. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Dom in the Den says, what excuse will Voss use not to pick Dow this week? No Hewitt, no Holland's likely, no Chera and possibly no Cripps. What excuse do we think he'll use? I can <laughs> see them not bringing him in. I can see Kennedy going full-time midfield, Ed back into the team, um, Fisher in. I can see a way it doesn't happen, which is it's just crazy. If Cripps misses, I reckon Dow will play, but I reckon that's the only way he gets in. That is madness. It, the t- Like I think – if Kerno's getting a run, give Dow a chance. Give him one chance on the park. I know he's had chances previously and maybe he's just an excellent VFL player, but at this point, give him a crack, please. Yeah. Mickey C says, okay, if this isn't the week for the 20th century recorder sting, I don't know what it is. Sorry, Mickey. It was Mick, you're it. right. Yep. <laughs> We've let you down. Um, having attended the game, apart from the last 10 minutes, I didn't think we were terrible. Our goal kicking is, I'll omit swear words, something killing us. Why or why can't we convert goddamn goals? Mickey, I would love to know. Yeah, if, if you can find somebody you can figure out, send it down to the club, they can get a job as an assistant coach. Maybe Matty Lloyd. But I think he's right that having attended the game, I didn't attend it obviously, but we didn't actually look terrible and that's almost the problem, isn't it, that um, yeah. I think we probably should have won that game by a couple goals, to be honest. Oh. Even if you ignore how we play, just looking at the teams on paper, it was like, well, you know, they were missing a third. Sydney aren't that good. They were missing a third of their team. There's no way we should have lost that game. Absolutely. But yet we found a way to. Uh, Luke Ryan's the one who asked for any TV or movie recommendations. We've given you a couple, Luke. Hope that helps. Tim W. And we refer, I alluded to this earlier. Tim, always with the good questions and an interesting stat. Just we'll leave a fact that describes our current woes. The last three weeks, 21 goals from 162 entries. That is a 13% strike rate. Lack of conversion and cohesion into the Ford 50 is literally killing us. Mm, it is pretty, uh, that's pretty damning, isn't it? I can't remember. I think it's around 30%, I think, what you want um, for goals. Uh, yeah. It's probably not as bad if you go scoring shots per inside 50, but for goals, it's terrible. And, yeah, this it's is shocking. what we've been going on about. This can't be a coincidence. It can't be, it's a It's a prolonged it's a pattern now. It's not just a one-off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, and now the pattern will just feed into itself um, unless we can somehow break what's going on. Sudi De Winter says the boys are not playing for Voss anymore. Their anxiety is palpable. Poor Harry is 0-6. Poor Harry, 0-6 is looking likely for this stretch. If you take the second half of last season, we have a fair sample size. 
is Voss our coach next year? Sorry, I butchered the reading of that question, Manny, but did you get it? Uh, yeah, a bit jumbled at the start, but zero and six is coach and Voss our coach next year. Well, this was that season-defining stretch and it has been season-defining in all the ways we hoped it wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, if... This form line continues with minimal wins before the end of the season. There's no, I don't think there's any way Voss coaches next year. How many games does he have to win? Does it, if we don't make finals, is Voss our coach next no, year? No, I think we can miss finals and they'll give him a reprieve. How many games do we have left in the season? It's a long season this season, isn't it? Yeah, we're in round 11, aren't we? You know, you got another. Was it 12? Got, 24. So we've got 12. 13 more games. Uh, and what's our actual record at? It's like. Well, how many wins do we have? Oh, God. Four. We got four wins. Four wins so far and we got 13 more games. We won 11 last year, I think. We'd want to be close to that. I reckon you would get up to eight or nine. I reckon we need at least five more wins for the season, I'm going to say. I was going to say five wins might keep him in the seat. Yeah. Um, anything less and he might be in trouble. Um, let's see what else have we got. Lots of comments about Harry. He's a human. He needs a rest in the twos to dominate. Um, and get back on the horse without 40,000 and a Friday night football crowd watching where the stakes aren't as high. Is there something in that? Should he go to the VFL and just tear it up and build some confidence? The problem with the VFL is they play at smaller stadiums where it's windy, which is not going to not gonna assist not gonna him help. at all. <laughs> no. Makey Valley says, how can we be serious about our football club? There is zero selection integrity. Players are played in ridiculously out of position positions, e.g. Kennedy, I guess. The coaching staff and players all tell us they're happy with how these games are going, though. Madness. Yeah. Uh, the rhetoric coming out of the coaches is becoming frustrating. This where we're happy with how we're going and stuff. You know, it was, sort of came apparent a couple of weeks ago, I think, where the assistant coaches and Voss and the players all came out and said, oh, key stats are fine, but uh, the, here we are. And uh, Voss uh, did say in uh, the press conference, which you missed, sorry to cut you off, Maddie, that um, just because, oh, maybe it was the one to lead up to the game. In a recent press conference, just because he's being positive to in the press doesn't mean that he's not challenging the boys behind the scenes. So, oh, I'm sure he's acknowledging the, the challenges that are ahead of us as a team. And they're going to work on them. I'll keep <laughs> rapid firing because we've got a couple to go. Dom says, if Voss is still coaching in 2024, will we start the next rebuild at the end of the season? <laughs> Christ. Dom, that's uh, a bit dire. Obviously, we're stuck with this list and it's a good list, so let's hope we get something out of it. Yeah. Um, Candor says, surely Brad Lloyd should be getting his brother over to help with Harry's set shot kicking. We did mention Matty Lloyd. Being a left footer, Matthew Lloyd would be the best fit. Harry has cost us games this year. We want to support him, but the time is now to get him the right support. I think that's a good call. He needs some support. Um, Doesn't need on much. Deck, maybe can't be that hard a problem to fix. You just need to sit down with someone and say, this is what we're doing. This is your routine. Practice that. Like just change his tech. Like there needs to be a bit of a technique change. Um, well, Voss says he's the most professional and practices more than anyone. So it's not a lack of work. I think the only issue is will that work or does he seriously need some magical sports psychiatrist to come and yeah. put an end to this? Some little saying, I'm trying to think what it is, and this, so this is going nowhere. But uh, I think I think it's from <laughs> golf. Or, and it's something like the, the idea of it is, is like, you know, practicing – poorly is bad practice or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. I can't remember yeah, the actual yeah. saying. It's along those sort of lines though. It's, it's essentially saying if you're practicing the wrong thing, then what's the point of practicing? Yeah, don't repeat the, the, the wrong method over and over, which is yeah. what's going on. I think I'll leave the questions there, Maddie. What's your prediction for our Friday night game against Melbourne? It 
it's a hard one to predict a win for, but what have you got? In an effort to, to break the curse, I'm going to predict a Melbourne victory uh, yes, in, in a I hope that it, it reverses uh, the, the curse of us always tipping Carlton and brings Carlton a, a sneak victory. Uh, look, and if you want to go all positive, generally yeah. we do better with the pressure off. And I tell you what, there's not going to be any pressure on us against Melbourne on Monday night because no one is going to be tipping us. I was going to say, what are our odds? They must be insane. Maybe we should chuck chuck 10 bucks on us and <laughs> Hail Mary, you might make some good cash off that. Um, yeah, look, you're going to tip Melbourne. I'll tip Carlton again, but I, I really think it would be a miracle. If we win, it'll be by a goal. But um, I think it's more likely Melbourne thump us by 40 points. I hope I'm wrong because I've got a few friends that support them and it'll be painful. Um, thank you for tuning in, Blue Crew. You're a true blue believer if you're listening to this one because it's pretty dire time to be diving deep on Carlton content. But please continue to do it because we really appreciate you tuning in and we see your positive comments and we appreciate them. Follow us at the Blue Pod on Twitter, the.bluepod on Instagram. We'll be back here next week. See you then, Maddie. Go see ya. Please.